Welcome to episode six of season five of the Simplify and Multiply show. And as you know, we're focusing on how creativity transforms your business this season. And in this particular episode, I have a great conversation with Scott Lesnick, and we talk about what it is to be a solopreneur in the context of innovation, creativity, being inspired, and finding the time and space to actually innovate in your business. Let's get started. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for being here on the Simplify and Multiply show. And I'm so happy that you're here because we're talking about creativity. Terry, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Creativity oh. is part of everything we do in life, and I'm, I'm excited to, to be here. Yeah. And we're just going to create this episode as we go because we have no notes, no format, no nothing. We're just going to have a good time. And I almost want to make it like a coffee like we're having a coffee. All we need is coffee, right? That would be nice. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just start our listener who may not be familiar with you. Just tell them a little bit about the work you're doing today and kind of what led up to that. I am a keynote speaker and trainer and author. And I presented conferences and at corporations throughout North America and beyond. And what led up to it was 25 years in corporate America, mm, in uh, sales and management and award-winning years, but I, I, I was getting burnt out, so I wanted to try and do something different. So I decided I was going to write a book and become a professional speaker. Once I dug in and got my foot into both worlds, I made the leap and people who knew me mostly thought I was nuts. Uh, they said, you can't make a living. Uh, you've got a great gig. You've got a corporate card. Why would you yeah. change that? Why would you transform? And I said, because I'm not being creative anymore. I'm mm. just going on fumes. I'm not really doing anything that's challenging me. I want to be challenged. Is that bad? And I thought, no, it's not. And I knew one or two things would happen. There wasn't even three. It was it was going to work. Right. Or it wasn't. <laughs> it's that simple. That was it. <laughs> and, and, and thankfully, with a lot of help, from uh, women and men that have mentored me along the way, it, 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 it worked. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, just for the listener, Scott and I met through NSA. As you know, I interview and have a lot of wonderful relationships with professional speakers. I think that it's a great organization. And if you want to add speaking to your business, I highly, highly recommend you becoming involved either at the chapter level or national level. So, uh, so Scott, this season is all about how creativity transforms your business. And what I was really trying to accomplish by choosing this theme was 
not to talk about creativity from the artistic sense per se, mm -hmm. but creativity from the innovation sense. And as you know, my audience is so made up of solopreneurs. And being a solopreneur myself and you as well, we find that it's a very lonely, uh, kind of not stimulated from the standpoint of coworkers like you would have in a team environment at a business or a corporation where a lot of us have hailed from. Correct. And when you lose that stimulation, that feedback, that input, you also lose the opportunity to bounce creative ideas, have formats for brainstorming and doing creative problem solving and innovating products and services. So that's what I really had in mind was to have a conversation with you about your thoughts around that topic as it relates to solopreneurs, as well as things you've done in your business to incorporate more innovation, give yourself space to create, to really find different ways of maybe marketing your business or presenting a proposal or even doing your demo reel as a, a professional speaker so you would stand out, so you would have more fun and enjoyment with the work that you did because you felt it was fresh and you were constantly kind of like revisiting why am I doing what I'm doing and how can I make this better for my clients and my audience and things like that. So I know that was kind of a long <laughs> request, but that's kind of like what I was looking for in having this conversation with you. So what kind of bubbled to the surface as you were listening? Uh, I was thinking about all the shows on Netflix I haven't. No, seriously. Uh, <laughs> my, the, the, when, it, when it comes to innovation, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I know people who literally are experts on innovation. Mm. They are in that field. They speak on it. They write on it. They research on it. But in order to get my business up and running, I had to be innovative. Yeah. I had to be creative because I've learned that when you're a solopreneur, there can be businesses similar, businesses that look alike, but the foundation of many of these businesses are different. And mm. it takes a certain type of creativity and innovation that comes from within, which I didn't even know I had. I had no desire to be a solo dude on my own with my mm -hmm. own business. And then one day something a, a switch went off on me and in me, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to try that." And the the innovation uh, came painstakingly. Really, I, I I tried things that worked, which was reaching out to people mm. and letting them know what I was going to do. I tried things that didn't work, which was reaching out to people and letting them know what I was going to do. <laughs> so it worked and it didn't. And what I yeah. had to do is I had to stay strong. You know, yeah. I, I think one of the reasons we succeed or fail in a solopreneurial marketplace and with that attitude is because it's really difficult, it's extremely challenging, and it's highly rewarding. But if you don't continue to have that drive, Sometimes you can curl up into a ball and go, hey, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And as you mentioned, I don't have the, uh, we don't have the day-to-day -day communication w internally with an office and with staff and people. So that can be more difficult. 
One of the things I began to do early, I looked at this job when I began as a form of exercise. And I am a runner, and I've been running forever. I understand exercise, and that helped. And my background, uh, I did things in an unorthodox manner to get results which sometimes troubled or upset, and I'm choosing my words carefully, it was deeper than that, uh, management higher up than me at this big Berkshire Hathaway company, but I would most of the time get results. So after a while, they were like, okay, he does things different and it works. Let's leave him alone. And when I was trying to be innovative with this business, I did the best thing I knew how to do, and that was because it was a new business to me, I started at the bottom. I left as much of my ego as I could at home, and I opened myself up and was as honest as I could be to people in the similar industries or at the National Speakers Association, NSA, as you mentioned, because I wanted to learn and I needed to hear from people about their experiences and get advice. And then really, this is where innovation comes in for all of us, because People, when we ask them for advice for our business, we like to help. Speakers like to speak. And if you ask for help, most people are hardwired to help. Yes. The innovation comes in being able to decide what to keep and what to toss out, what's going to help your business and what isn't. And I had to become better at doing that and not just listening and jumping on everything people said. That's, that's, you know, that's kind of got some layers to it because a lot of people would envision creativity, innovation, brainstorming, you know, the whole creative problem solving is where you're bringing something from nothing into being. Whereas you can have something that, for example, an existing service, like a process that you're doing to onboard a new client, for example. Yes. Or interview a, a an organization that's hired you to be a speaker on stage and you want to learn more about their organization and the audience. And you may have a certain process in order to do that intake or a process to share information. Taking what's existing and stepping back and looking at it from the standpoint of the customer experience, the client experience, what can be refined, what can be innovated here, how can we do this differently? And that's really what I'm reaching for. And so what you you said is amazing because it's kind of counterintuitive. You know, innovation can be eliminating something, stopping something. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I fall victim to over-delivering for my clients all the time. And I'm like my own worst enemy because, <laughs> you know, it's like I'll get to the point where they're like super happy with it and then I still want to do more. <laughs> Because I'm not satisfied, you know, call that perfectionist or, or, you know, idiot syndrome. I don't know. No, I don't think it's, if I may real quickly, (laughs) if I may interrupt, I don't think it's either of those. I I think if you look at, at what marketers do, which is really kind of an art, it's a skill set, what speakers do, what, what entertainers and musicians do, all these things are a form of an art. And if you, if you listen to Famous people whose names we know, many of them have said in interviews when they were creating something that the public looks at today and goes, wow, Mm -hmm. uh, 
some of them will be quite honest and go, you know what? I still wasn't ready to give it to the world. I wasn't ready to release yeah. it. But at some point, you have to go, okay, enough is enough. I've, I've written that keynote and rehearsed it and done it in front of people for a year. It's time to bring it to the main stage. It's time to go, okay, uh, I, I totally understand. I'm the type of person who wants to over-deliver for my customers. And I think mm -hmm. speakers are uh, guilty in a good way of doing that. Yeah. And that's okay. But at some point, you still have to deliver and go, okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in, in that situation, especially in my own context, you know, it's like, who am I trying to please, the client or myself? And, you know, you got to stop and just look at this. So those are That's some of the point. things that when you're eliminating something or shifting it, like downsizing it in, in a way, like taking away as opposed to adding to or changing is a different way to look at it. And I, I like that. I, I hadn't had that perspective about innovation and creative problem solving and being more creative in your business because, which is really, it's really ironic because this show is called Simplify and Multiply. So simplify usually implies taking away or eliminating something so it's easier. That's funny. Right, but we're learning every every podcast you put up you know that's so right. it's it's that's it's a learning right. adventure for all of us terry and i and that's why i have brilliant people like you on Scott. <laughs> shucks ma'am i need I, that insight i i i remember <laughs> when i first began i've always questioned things because i my 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 one of my siblings my brother uh, actually my sister too they both would question things when we were younger and then my my brother would go you know whenever something seems too simple or there's a pat answer, mm -hmm. question why that's the answer and see if there's another way. So that helped me professionally when I was in corporate America, uh, uh, unless it didn't. Uh, we won't get into that story or <laughs> stories. However, in, in speaking, and I'm sure this is relatable to other solopreneurs, whatever you're doing out there uh, who is listening, uh, I was also told early on that from a speaker's perspective, something called RFPs or requests for proposals mm -hmm. were a bad thing. They didn't pay, stay away, and they take too much time. So I heard that. I, I understood that as I began to research a little bit more. But I wanted to find out from uh, my perspective why that was true. Right. And I think innovation kicked in for me there too, and creativity, because I started looking at it along with my wife, who's a VP of marketing, and we were like, they were wrong. They yeah. were right, but they're also wrong. There's other ways of approaching this, and if mm -hmm. we approach it this way, we may be able to begin, which we did, building our business that way. So what we were told not to do, we did, and it worked, and then it helped us build our business in other ways. So it took that creative mindset and, and marketing in different ways than, than maybe we should have. Luck, um, heavy sales and marketing background on our end was good, but it also was innovation because we were doing what we were told shouldn't be done, only because we were like, oh, wait a minute, I hear you, but is, that, is it black and white or is there a gray area? Well, there's a ginormous gray area. And we, we, we found that. Yeah. And what I like about that example is that 
when someone says don't do this or, you know, poo-poo's some sort of approach, you didn't accept it, it's, it, you know, as it was, right, a status quo. You were like, hmm, and you were curious, so you challenged it. But you, you instead of just saying, oh, they're wrong, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, you reframed it. Yes. So because you took the time to explore it and try to unpack why these people were poo-pooing RFPs and take the things maybe that were good reasons why RFPs weren't uh, appropriate and then turning it into something different or approaching it differently so it would actually work in your yeah. you know situation absolutely so you made it yours yeah. and and you took like a big general bucket and you made like a little teacup that was specifically how you were going to use the RFP tool and to grow your business and that's a great example another uh, great example of how you can innovate based on something that is. I was is always really told cool. no when I was a kid, probably deserved to be told no growing up because I was a high maintenance <laughs> kid. Fun, but high maintenance. And, and so, and I was also curious. And uh, the, the challenge for me was growing my business. The one thing that I knew that most of the people who were right, the RFP process is difficult. And when they were telling me to back off and don't focus on that, the one thing that they, they didn't really understand about me is that I have a heavy, deep understanding of sales. Mm. Uh, I should speak on it constantly, and I don't because... My passion lies elsewhere. But because I had that background, I knew things that I didn't know I knew at the time that would be beneficial. So really, the innovation and the creativity in creating that came about organically and also by poking at things and going, all right, that doesn't work. Ooh, that does. And now speakers go, well, how did you do that? And mm. uh, I share what I can. Yeah, so it's uh, so what I'm hearing is innovation and creativity comes from just trying things out, trial and error. Absolutely, and things pop up that you never realized, or something sh rears its its head, and it's like, no, you shouldn't do that. Okay, well, that's forcing you to create in a different direction or become innovative in a different way. Uh, you know, there's so many examples in the in the world of people uh, you know if you look at oprah and how she didn't succeed and then she did and and gates and allen started off with with trafo data reading and processing traffic data traffic data tapes and that failed miserably and they went back to the drawing room they ended up in his garage and they you know long story short they created microsoft right so uh, people ha sometimes were forced to look at things from different angles and different perspectives uh and i i share I talk about these things in some of my presentations because getting multiple perspectives and looking at the same resources, in this case, ourselves as solopreneurs can oftentimes uh, be rewarding. Sometimes yeah. it's not, but uh, it, it can lead to good things. So let's talk about the fact that solopreneurs are kind of, we're kind of doing our own thing. We're the lone wolf mm -hmm. <laughs> plowing forward. If we're looking at opportunities to give ourselves time or space or both to sit down and try the innovation hat on and the creative mm -hmm. hat on when it comes mm -hmm. to our business, what are some recommendations you can make on why that's important as well as how to make that work? It's important 
because if, if we do continue doing things the same way, at some point we're going to see less of a positive effect. We're mm -hmm. going to see that our business doesn't transform and grow as much. So we have to constantly be creating, changing, innovating to stay near the top or, or, or to stay fresh. Yeah, stay with, relevant. And, yeah. and relevant with, with mm -hmm. what's going on out there. And that's something that all of us have to do, uh, whether you, you have an um, online floral business or you're crazy enough to be a speaker or whatever. <laughs> and the time for that, how we find time, is scheduling it. Yeah. I, I became really good at scheduling things for myself, including time off, because I'm told that I work harder now than I did in corporate. And I thought I worked pretty hard then. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had to schedule time to be creative, to work on innovation. And, and sometimes that's as simple as writing my, my blog mm -hmm. or a newsletter or looking at my business from a different perspective or looking at notes I took a couple of months ago uh, in a conversation or a meeting and figuring out how I can tie that into my business. But what I would do is I would force myself uh, to put in my phone so it would alert me. Uh, it, it's time to think about new ways of being creative, innovative, and, and, and challenging yourself. Oh, and what are you doing for marketing? And so uh, that would come up as a weekly reminder, and it would come up Sometimes on Monday, sometimes I'd flip it around. It would be Thursday, so I wouldn't get too bored with it. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, I'd forget it, Terry. I, I would yeah. focus on the, just the things that made me happy or were easy or that made the dopamine drip. Uh, drip. And, and, and yes. some of these things don't do it. It's not sexy. Some of this is behind-the-scenes difficult work. But for others, mm -hmm. um, especially I would imagine with your background in marketing, Mm -hmm. This is a big deal and it makes you happy. Yeah. And sometimes for me, it's a real struggle because I don't get it as much. It's like lifting weights that are a little heavier than I should be lifting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And dedicating time to do it requires the commitment up front. And if your intention is that, listen, I want my business to be as relevant, as fresh as possible, as well as I want to be happy in the work that I'm doing. And one of my biggest challenges in business is because I am so freaking creative, I am like a you know squirrel and I want to run off in this direction. And I've got like, I mean, I'm kind of going through that in my business right now where I've got some great core products that my clients love and I can sell real well and mm -hmm. they, they do amazing. And yet, because I'm, I've kind of been doing them for about a year and a half now, I want to bring something else in and I want to try something else because I, I like variety. I love the act of being creative and just doing the client work is sometimes not enough for me. I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I like to gore <laughs> on creativity and, and ideas and expansion. That's just what it, it's like the juice for me. Are the sales backing that up would be my question. So when you do these products, and you're selling them, are, are you happy enough with the sales to move forward or do you need to push that more and sell that more before you market and create new things? So you mean market uh, the sales there for the existing products yes. that are? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. 
And that's what that's what's funny is <laughs> is I'll be doing great because they're great products, like I was saying. And then I get bored, not bored, yeah. but I want to expand is probably a more positive way to, to say it because that's what it feels like. I feel like, OK, I got these down. I do these really well. This is awesome. It's working great for my clients. They're like super cool products, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, what about if I bring this in and add it? I think so. It's like I'll hear things, you know, like there's still need. Absolutely. And it's not just client need, but it's my need, like my need to provide added value to provide a new type of like, you know, adding more strategic conversation. But most people are raising their hand and asking for the tactical because that's what I do, uh, as opposed to, you know, they don't wake up and go, oh, my the problem with my business is I don't have a good strategy when in fact, it's always that. <laughs> well, right. If it's if it's not working. But I, if, if I'm hearing you right, too, I think at the, at the base of all this is creativity, that there's yes. this thing inside of you going, Terry, you need to create more because that is part of your DNA. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. I challenge you to be more creative in your business, to innovate, to simplify. But if you're thinking, oh, I'm not creative, or I don't have time to brainstorm ideas, or even my business is just fine the way it is, well, I'm gonna challenge those assumptions because they will kill your profitability. They're all stories and excuses preventing your business from being better, from running smarter, from being more satisfying and fulfilling for you. Wouldn't it be great if your brand, products, and processes were able to do more, to resonate with your target clients more effectively, to be a more personal experience for existing clients, to become relevant again instead of stale and dated? Yeah, I thought so. So if you'd like to pump some vitality back into your business using creativity, innovation, and simplification, book a free creativity call with me by visiting pappychat.com. Give your business the battery jump it needs to provide more stability and profitability. Get your free creativity call on the calendar now by visiting P-A-P-P-Y-C-H-A-T.com. Let's you and I brainstorm something amazing for you and your business. It's making me think about a lot of us, I think, Mm -hmm. take creativity and innovation for granted, meaning we're really doing it. But we're not distinguishing it as creativity and innovation. We think of it as, oh, it's a new marketing tactic or, oh, I'm just trying to be more efficient in the way I deliver my service or something like that. Yeah, it's true. Plus, you know, you hit on a good point when we're going through these different ways of creativity and and innovation and marketing. Sometimes you have to just stick with one or two and become pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. before you move forward. And I realized for me, that was important. I had to learn how to really become uh, a LinkedIn person so that I could mm-hmm. creatively share on there. And and I, I gave myself several years to learn the platform. And, and I, you know, I think it does good. Uh, I like it. Plus, I love the some of the articles that I get to read from other people, and and it gives me thoughts too. One of the things I do to this day is I look at uh, not just thought leaders, but women and men from many different industries that are doing all sorts of things. I'll listen to their blogs, I'll read articles, and once in a while, not only, well, I'll enjoy usually what I'm hearing 
mm-hmm. or seeing, but I, I like the content and it makes me think about what I'm doing professionally and how mm-hmm. I can tweak things. And so I take notes, usually not copious because I, I can't read my handwriting to begin with. So there's some scribbles <laughs> somewhere and I'll look at it and I'll go, oh yes, you need to do that and that. And then of course, one thing we haven't talked about much yet is implementing all these lovely ideas on innovation (laughs) and creativity. I need to do like a follow-up season on, okay, we got you all going and fired up with all that inspiration and creativity. Now we got to get this crap done. That would be great to have that. (laughs) And and, and if you could, please, I'd like to listen because I'm good at that and I need to get gooder. And the only way that's going to happen is if I, you know, this, this is all exercise and, and people, you know, exercise doesn't come naturally. Some people don't like it. Others do. I get it. And I, I'm into it. So that's fine. But having to do these things and then challenge yourself to move forward on that weekly meeting with yourself, because Mm -hmm. again, as you mentioned in the beginning, this is all about solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing, you know, accountability partners, helped me. So I did accountability partners for a while and it helped with creativity. It helped with with innovation and, and it helped with marketing. I was a member of a, a couple of mastermind groups and and those were helpful again because I couldn't reach out to people and in my office. So I, I had to do that. The other thing I did I think that helped my business is I forced myself one to five times a week, one to five times a week to pick up the phone and or meet with somebody who would benefit me and I could benefit them, or at least we hope it would be a mutual relationship where we could help each other with business, talk about struggles, challenges, wonderful things that have happened, and, you know, have some coffee and and maybe, you know, a scone or something, I don't know. Yeah, I love that, Scott. And, you know, we need that as solopreneurs. We need to put ourselves into situations where we get that stimulation that we used to get mm-hmm. from our our corporate environment. And I, I can get, because I'm kind of inclusive from the standpoint of I like working at home. I like being very focused. I love having my one-on-one Zoom with my clients. And I end up getting so into my own space that I start losing touch with I almost want to say reality, but <laughs> but <laughs> but what I meant was losing touch with people and the human side of things. And I need to nourish that part of my, you know, humanness and getting out and having whether it's just socially or what I love is the stimulation of peers. And yeah. so I love that, that that's important to you and that, that you make that. A point I, I, that. It's important because I've fallen into and I need to constantly remind myself, Terry, that as a solopreneur who has an assistant, but really, you know, it, it's Scott, that I have to connect with people. Okay, if I'm speaking in front of 300 or 500 or 2,500 people, that whole event is great, but that's not, that's 10% of my life. The rest of it, business wise, is 90% behind the scenes creating, innovating, marketing, selling, and, and, and doing all these other things. So I still have to f- remind myself uh, regularly to reach out and connect with people because we have become disconnected working at home in mm-hmm. our offices or working wherever we're, we're working. 
And at least for me, and I know it's not true for all, but I need that human connection. I need to bounce yeah. things off. I need to not do what I'm doing and spend time with you personally. Now, that can also, we can get together, but if I can spend an hour on the phone with you or we can Zoom and see right. each other and I, we can see human beings actually moving, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's great. And it's not a gig, so I don't have to shave for it. You know, we can still, do, you know, just have on a t-shirt and off we go. But That's right. that connection is important and, and it's it something that I need to constantly remind myself to do. Otherwise, I get sucked into that vortex of, work, 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 develop, 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 and then Scotty becomes a dull boy. <laughs> I can so relate. And, you know, that's what's cool about what we do, though, is it's totally in our control and power to extend ourselves and reach out for those relationships, that camaraderie, that, you know, kind of shoulder to vent on, so to speak, when things get tough or don't go well. So I think having those kinds of relationships is so important. Not everything needs to be a sales conversation. Not everything needs to be about you and your client. It needs to be working with peers and friends and colleagues and just talking about real life things and the challenges that we have in business as solopreneurs. I've, I agree. And, and Terry, that's a great point. I, 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 uh, when I go to a, the National Speakers Association conference for the last several years, I've had a rule. When I meet people and I begin to talk, the first thing is, oh, I'm from here. What do you speak on? I won't answer that. And I don't. I go, look, my name's Scott. I live in South Florida. Let's talk. Obviously, yeah. we're speakers. We, let's just let's have it be a little bit more organic. Because really, when we were in an office and we were doing things, we would talk about business and so forth. But we would also, with the right people that we trusted or we got along with, we would mm -hmm. talk about life with them. Yeah. And I don't want to just meet with people on the phone or meet in person and talk mm -hmm. about biz. Sure, I want to do that. But I also want to talk on a, um, I don't want to say on a human level, but on a level that isn't just about business and getting down deep there. I want to get down as far as being human too. Yeah. 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 I hear you. So that's a, that, you're, that's that. a great point that, that you brought up. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, I mean, great conversation. I, lo I love just how we chewed <laughs> on creativity and innovation. I mean, you've given me some insights. I mean, especially oh. the part about implementation and accountability. That's the like, next oh, podcast yeah, like, series, yes. I know. I could have had a V8 kind of moment for me. <laughs> so I'm going to have to make sure that as I'm doing this season that I incorporate that into the conversations I have with some people. Oh, okay, uh, Because great. I think that that – no, seriously, I mean <laughs> – the rubber's got to meet the road at some point, right? It's like you can't live in the bubble and, you know, have life be on a whiteboard. Uh, you've got to get that whiteboard into action and do it because how are you going to know if your innovation actually is going to work? Kind of like your trial and error we were talking about in the beginning. So That's true. Um, I, I, I love the fact, though, from your marketing mindset, and I understand that well from people close in my life to marketing. I, I, marketers are... Uh, they're, they see out there where we don't see, and they are innovative and creative, and, 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 and we need that. So from your standpoint, all these things spinning around in your brain, uh, I'm almost glad that I don't have that because <laughs> I, wouldn't know, my world. I wouldn't know how to sort all those out. I might just like have smoke coming out of my ears or something. But <laughs> yeah. marketers get that, and that's, yeah. that's how they do things, and they're able to silo it and put it in different things and then add it on and so forth yeah where i'm just like more lineal on the okay let's do this let's do that because otherwise i'm like ah 
And sometimes I get to slow down my engine because mm-hmm. my clients, their heads start spinning like, okay, Terry, time out. You know, hold oh, on right. a second. Let's they need just... to breathe. <laughs> I know. Right. And you're just Turn like, off the fire hose. You're like, I got more, but you know, take a breath. But uh, yeah, right. I know. Turn it's so funny. Fire. I'm like, and then we can do this and then we can do that. And then this is going to get you that. And then you're going to get that. <laughs> I know, yeah. kind of a whack job. What are you gonna do? <laughs> nah, it's 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 not a it's not a whack job. You you're just passionate and gifted in what am. you do, and and others, you know, sometimes when I'm talking sales to someone and I'm teaching it, whether it's a speaker or somebody else, and they want some help, and I'm giving them some help, they'll say that to me. They're like, whoa, 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 could you go back over that again? And I'm like, mm. oh yeah, I'm sorry, I was just spewing out stuff I know, and I was giving it to you too quickly. Yes. I, but otherwise, I, I don't realize it either. I'm like, Oopsie. yeah, I think we take for granted what we know, because yeah. it comes so natural to us. Yeah. And, I, yes. uh, you know, just in building like online training, I encounter that where I'm like, oh, of course, they know how to No, they don't know how to do that. You have to explain step by step how to do that. Just because it's natural and easy for you doesn't mean it's going to be like that for somebody else. That's a great point. Yeah. So, well, any parting words on what you can offer our listener as a solopreneur that they can do to maybe look at what they're doing on a day-to-day basis from the perspective of creativity or innovation? And, you know, maybe again, you brought so many great points to bear, you know, about scheduling time to do that, to look at things that you can eliminate. I mean, it's it's a great uh, conversation that we've had so far. So, you know, just to wrap it up and give some final thoughts on it, Scott. I've got nothing. No, I, okay. I do. Well, um, thanks for being here. We'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> my, 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 b- besides what you mentioned from uh, is is reaching out to people. I think has helped my creativity and innovation. Uh, And it doesn't have to be people in the same industry. If there's people that have a very, very small company or that are solopreneurs or one or two people, they kind of understand what we're going through. And sometimes just having these conversations with, how was your week last week or how was your day? It can begin the process of getting the juices flowing in the mind to grow the conversation and and mm. and, and bounce things off of one another. Oh, I love that. Who may not be in the same industry because when I talk to speakers, boy, I get opinions and, and information quite a bit. So I have to be specific on what I need from them. Mm-hmm. When I'm not talking to speakers, it, it's a different vibe and and. I like getting people's perspective because it comes from a an angle that I wouldn't normally get. So reaching out to people uh, every week is essential. And that would be my one okay. takeaway that solopreneurs, including moi, I'm pointing myself, me, can do a better job of. Yeah. And what I love about that, Scott, is you pointed out how these conversations and just having these relationships are inspiring creativity, inspiring ideas uh, through compare and contrast, just getting exposed to things. But there's an added value, and that's that camaraderie. That's that not feeling so alone as a solopreneur and really seeing it as we're all in this together. And that's what my intention is with this show, is to let solopreneurs know that you're not alone. We're all kind of, you know, working through this ourselves. And yeah, it's hard, but as you said at the beginning, there's huge reward uh, to doing this work because of the freedom that's there. But boy, we gotta work hard, don't we? (laughs) We do, and that's one of the things I love about the podcast is that 
it, it, it lets people know we're not alone. Here's some yes. great ideas, and 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 let's connect. And and it's it's important because business and what we were doing isn't that new anymore. But what we're doing today as solopreneurs and the, with with the technology that's out there and the innovation, it is newer and things are changing all the time. So one of the ways we need to adapt is on a human level to take yes. care of ourselves. And that's one of the things, one of the many things this podcast does great for, for solopreneurs. So thank oh, you for thank having you me for on. Thank you for that. I, I've, I've kind of fulfilled my mission then if, <laughs> if you're getting that from this. So thank you so much. And Scott, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Me and too. for you being here, uh, I think it was awesome for both of us. And I hope, listener, that you got a lot out of this as well. And I'll have information about Scott on the show notes page, which you can find um, on, on simplifyandmultiply.com. And Scott, thank you so much for being here. Terry, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.